Hello there, fellow Peregrinos. Thanks for tuning in to episode 9 of El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims podcast, where we discuss planning and preparation for walking the road to Santiago, as well as tips, tricks, and hacks to make your journey along the way a lot more enjoyable. So, in episode 9, this very episode, I'm going to give you seven Spanish words and phrases that may well come in handy on the Camino de Santiago. So, um, before finishing, I'll also give you the answer to three more frequently answered questions. Now, just a quick disclaimer here before we dive into the local lingo. Now, not all of these phrases I'm going to give you are necessarily grammatically correct. Now, my aim here is not to teach you perfectly conjugated Spanish. I'm going to tell you simple words and phrases, excuse me, simple words and phrases throughout this episode that will help you get your message across and be understood. So if you want to learn perfectly conjugated Spanish, this podcast probably isn't the way I'd recommend you do it, okay? Um, the way you would do that is always by speaking uh, with a native and getting lessons from a native. But yeah, these are going to be simple words and phrases that will come in handy and help you get your message across over the conversational net. And this is definitely some words and phrases that will help you in some way, okay? So, um, let's flamenco stamp right into this Spanish stuff and get to the first one. Okay, before we do, I want you to picture the following scene. You've walked all morning through a smattering of sleepy villages where everything was frustratingly closed. Not a shop, bar or cafe open anywhere for 20 frustrating kilometers. You're hungry, you're thirsty, and you're walking through some woods, and you see a sign that says, Panaderia, bakery, one kilometers, or should I say one kilometer? All of a sudden, you're no longer dragging your feet and thinking of eating the lizards that you see disappearing under the rocks and into the bushes. You pick up the pace and start skipping along, dreaming of a tasty Spanish pastry. Bouncing through the door, you know that you want to eat, but words fail you because you don't know, know the name of the thing in Spanish that's begging to be eaten. That's when you unleash this beautiful word that'll get you exactly what you want. Esto, you cry, drooling at the mouth and pointing at the object of your desire on display. That magic word you've just cried is esto, and that means this. So you can point to the thing you want and just say esto, this, those two lovely, easily pronounceable syllables that will take the sting out of your pilgrim hunger and give you exactly what you want. I think I've had a bit too much caffeine and my mouth's going fast in my brain here. But yes, yeah, so those two lovely, easily pronounceable syllables that will take the sting out of your chronic pilgrim hunger, point to what you want and say esto. Okay, so that means this, esto. So that's the first of the Spanish words and phrases that could come in handy when you're walking the Camino de Santiago. Moving on to number two. So uh, your, your second Spanish word is going to be ampollas, which means blisters, ampollas. Okay, so I'm really hoping that this is a word you'll never have to use. But if that dreaded hotspot has started to burn your heel, 
and or ball of your foot and you know you can no longer go on without doing something about it. Okay, so what you're going to do, um, if you've peeled off your socks in the courtyard of the Alberg and your worst fears are confirmed that you have a callous callous staring you in the face and you know you've got to get it seen to, you're going to walk into the pharmacia, which is the chemist, the pharmacia, and say ampoyas okay and say it with sad eyes sucking air through your teeth like you're in pain and hopefully they'll get the message that you've got blisters ampoyas with any luck you'll get served by a lovely lady like i did when i um hobbled into a, a farmacia the pharmacy in logroño on my very first camino um looking very sorry for myself and she gave me exactly what i needed Okay, um, if you want to get more info on kind of detailed info on how to deal with blisters and how to prevent them, then I think you can go back to our episode three. I think it was episode three or four, which talked about um, blister prevention, how to deal with them as well. So I was given strict orders by the lady to dress them in bandages, doused in antibiotic cream every day before walking and apply disinfectant on the blisters to sanitize them sanitize them when finished walking for the day so one last time that word for blisters is ampoyas now i will put links to how to pronounce these words and you'll get to listen to how to pronounce them so you can listen to them over and over again until you perfect it and the spellings of these words on our facebook page so you can practice them and get more familiar with them okay so Ampoyas blistas is our second word. Very, very important um, and something that um, you may well sadly have to deal with on the way. So another important word that could come in handy, which is our third um, of our Spanish words and phrases, is tapones. Now, before I tell you what that means, tapones, I'll tell you a little story um, from my first Camino, another from my first Camino, Camino, about how I became acquainted with this very, very useful word. So, I was um, about to go into a chem chemist again, a farmacia, and I had rigorously rehearsed a sentence I had pieced together using my Spanish phrasebook, which didn't last long, by the way. I ended up ditching that because um, I didn't want to carry the weight. But anyway, um, it was early days at this point. Um, I was in Roncesvalles, so it was probably the, yeah, it was my first day. Uh, feeling confident, having rehearsed this sentence, I strode into the pharmacy and hit the lady behind the counter with this big sentence that I was sure would get the message across. And like I said, these, um, these sentences aren't always necessarily grammatically correct. And this one certainly wasn't, but it did eventually get the message across. And what I said was, las cosas para enchufar aquí the things for plugging in here and i requested this sticking fingers in my ears hoping that would kind of make it clear um you know action speaking louder than words and all that so the senora by the teal gave me a look of horror like i just asked her to pull out a nostril hair or something like that but anyway without saying a word um and with a worried look she scurried out back and returned with another lady who worked in the pharmacy and I repeated my request to her colleague, but sadly to no avail. The ladies were very um, patient with me, bless them. And one of them said to me, English, please. So she obviously spoke more English than I did Spanish at this point. Um, and I said, earplugs, sticking my fingers in my ears again. With that, the, the penny finally dropped and um, she pulled a set of a hook behind the counter. And I 
thanked them um, for their patience. Later on, I found out from a lovely Canadian lady called Alison, who spoke fluent Spanish, that I'd actually asked them in a roundabout way to electrocute me through my ears. So, tapones, she informed me, was the magic word that would keep me out of future trouble and stop me from being electrocuted. Okay, so um, if you are having trouble sleeping in the albergues, go to the farmacia and just say tapones, por favor. So, tapones which I'll remind you for one last time means earplugs. Very, very, very important. And it will definitely help you get some sleep. Okay. So I believe that was number three of our seven Spanish words and phrases. Number four is agua potable, which means drinking water. Agua potable. Now, we've discussed this phrase in a previous podcast, um, but I don't think it can ever be said and uh, used enough. Uh, or should I say, um, it should definitely be something um, that's in our Camino knowledge, okay? So, when you are on the Camino, you'll be sure to come across um, some drinking fountains or taps along the way, okay? Now, you may be uncertain as to whether the water is safe to drink or not. So, just to remind you again, the magic words you're looking for are agua potable. And there is currently a link to... Uh, an image of this um, of this sign you might see along the way on our Facebook page, El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims Podcast on Facebook. Um, so if you go there, you'll be able to see the sign. And I'm also going to put a link up to how to pronounce this so you can listen to it. Okay, so all advice would definitely point to if those words aren't displayed, then it's probably best not to consume the water. Okay, so... As I said, you'll be able to listen to links to all of these Camino de Santiago Pilgrims podcast. Go there and, like I said, look for Agua Potable if you are thinking of drinking water. If you don't see those signs, don't drink it. As Dave Matthews, one of my favorite um, American artists, says, don't drink the water. There's blood in the water. But there's probably not blood in it, but you know what I mean. Don't drink it if it doesn't say Agua Potable. So let's move on to number four. Now, as you know, as a pilgrims, as a pilgrim, sorry, hunger is a chronic condition. When you're walking for eight hours a day and covering around about 20 kilometers, more or less per day, you can never ever have enough food to power you on the way, even after attacking a table full of tapas. So, with your belly purring, after eating, let's say, a plate of padron peppers. Now they say that um, one in 20 of these is hot, is the really spicy one. So be careful, or chipirones, which are um, kind of fried baby squid. Very, very, very nice. And I would recommend you try those chipirones. Um, or maybe you had a plate of calamares a la romana, which are kind of uh, mummy and daddy squids, and you kind of douse them in lemon. Delicious stuff. But even after three plates of those, um, probably the next thing on your mind is dessert. You're going to want to bury your face in a plate of dessert. And the word for dessert is very simple. It's postre. So postre. So you want to say postre, por favor. You can shout that to the camareros or the, the waiters, the camareros who are waiters. So... With a little bit of luck, you'll be able to order a, um, a slice of Tarta de Santiago, which is an almond sponge cake, 
almond sponge cake with a lemony zest dusted in icing sugar. And it's a dessert dish that's typical of Galicia. And of course, Santiago de Compostela, which is hence the name Tarta de Santiago, which means Santiago cake, basically. So if you want that postre, dessert, if you want your dessert, you're going to shout postre, por favor. Okay, that's all you're going to do. So, um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. And the next word you might want to use is claro, which can mean lots of different things depending on the context of the conversation. Claro can mean clear, of course, understood, okay, exactly. It can mean all of the aforementioned words. Um, so I'll give you a fun example of when you might want to unleash it. Um, and this word may well help you connect with the locals. So it won't take you long to work out that the Spanish love to talk. If it were an Olympic event, they clean sweep the medals, gold, silver and bronze. On quite a few occasions in some old villages and towns, I had some enchanting encounters with the locals. What would happen is they'd come and sit next to me on the bench and just start talking. Now this happened to me one particular memory that stands out. I was on, on a bench in a tiny village. I can't remember the name of it, but I know um, it was between um, Leon, the city of Leon, and Hospital del Orbigo. Hospital del Orbigo. And an old man came and sat next to me on, my, on the bench as I was taking a break and sipping at my water. And he just started talking and talking and talking at me like, like, I, like we're old friends, like we're best friends, in fact. And even though I kind of explained to him in pidgin Spanish or broken Spanish that I didn't speak any, he just carried on talking anyway, which I thought was quite charming. Um, now, if I'd known the word claro at the time, that would have really, really come in handy because it would have kept the, the conversation bouncing back and forth across the net. So anytime you hear kind of a natural pause in the conversation, or it sounds like they could be answering a question when Spanish answer, ask a question. They always go up at the end of their sentence like that. So anytime you hear a natural pause or what could be, um, yeah, they're asking a question, you would just say, claro, which kind of, you know, is, um, you know, reflecting back to them that you agree. And like I said, that claro can mean um, lots of different things. Clear, of course, understood. Okay, exactly. So, and, and this uh, this old man stands out. He's a lo lovely old man. He's wearing brown trousers, pair of sandals, and um, he, he was kind of jabbing his cigar into the air as he spoke to me. Um, I didn't have a clue what he was going on about. I knew he'd said something about he lived in Barcelona or he used to live in Barcelona. Um, he'd been in that village for 24 years, something along those lines. But he, he got some kind of breadcrumbs out of his pocket and started throwing, throwing them on the floor. And these pigeons came and started eating the the bits of bread that he was throwing onto the floor. And these are all kind of encounters that all help you connect with the locals and what uh, they are, in my opinion, what make your experience on the Camino so enchanting and so memorable. So even though you don't speak the language, if you use the word claro, um, just throw it in there every now and again, and yeah, it'll keep the conversation um, bouncing back and forth over the net. And it's a word you often hear muttered um, by the locals in the Iberian concrete jungle. So, claro is your next word. So, 
The last of our useful Spanish phrases is going to be a way of asking your way around or asking some, if something or a place is nearby. So if you wanted to say, for example, are there toilets around here? You would say baños por aquí and por aquí means around here. So and you would go up at the end of the sentence. So if you notice the inflection here, baños por aquí, which means toilets around here. And like I said, this is not necessarily grammatically perfect or correct Spanish. I don't think it will get you passing your Spanish, Spanish vocabulary or oral exams, but it would definitely make you understood. So if you were lost on the Camino, you could ask, for example, Camino de Santiago, por aquí. And por aquí means around here. So you could put anything in front of that por aquí, around here. And that would definitely get the message across that you're asking where something is. So por aquí means in this context around here. It can mean lots of other things as well, but in this context it means por aquí. So if you wanted to ask um, if there was a restaurant because you were hungry, you would ask restaurante por aquí. And that will get your message across. So por aquí with what you're looking for before it and an inflection at the end of the sentence will get you understood. So. There we have it, your seven Spanish words and phrases that will come in handy for walking the Camino de Santiago. So esto, which means this, she so would say um, esto and point at what you want. And if you want to be polite, you could say esto, por favor, and point to what you want. Ampoyas, you could say, which means blisters and point to your foot. Tapones, which, as we said before, means earplugs. And if you use this um, and not what I said, um, you won't get uh, electrocuted. Agua potable, which means drinking water. Postre, which means dessert. Claro, which means clear. Of course. Understood. Okay, exactly. And you can use this when the Spanish locals are just chatting at you and you haven't got a clue what they're saying. And the last thing, it means around here. And that's por aquí. So you would say if you were looking for, for example, um, at the alberg. If you were looking for the alberg, you might say, Albergue, por aquí. Camino de Santiago, por aquí. Baños, toilets, por aquí. So por aquí means around here. And that's how you would use that. So like I said, I will put links to all of these phrases on our Facebook page, El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims Podcast. And you can jump on there and um, practice it to your heart's content. Okay, so those are your seven Spanish words and phrases that will come in handy when walking the Camino de Santiago. Now, of course, there are literally possibly tens, hundreds, thousands of phrases, but I'll just pick seven um, because I think they're easy ones to learn, easy ones to remember, and you can dig them out, record them onto your WhatsApp, for example, or onto your telephone, and you say, right, remember it and use it. Okay, so your seven Spanish words and phrases, that'll come in handy when walking the Camino de Santiago. So, as promised, before we finish, um, we're going to look at three frequently answered questions. Three more. So, the first one is going to be, when does the botafumero, the big incense, swinging incense, operate during the, um, um, at the, in the cathedral? Um, so, that's the first one. When does the botafumero operate sorry, at the cathedral? Number two is, can I buy walking poles in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port, which is... 
the most one of the most common starting points for the Camino Frances and the third is what happens if the Alberg is full when you get there so let's visit number one so when does the Bota Fumero operate now um, according to the Pilgrim Offices website it op operates on the following dates and that is um, January the 6th that's the Epiphany um, Resurrection Sunday the apparition of the Apostle Clavijo 23rd of May during the Pentecost um, the martyrdom of St. James which is um, the 25th of July the Assumption of Mary the 15th of August on All Saints Day November the 1st on Christ the King on the Immaculate Conception which is December the 8th which is um, also on uh, Christmas Day Christmas Day 25th of December and the transfer of the remains of the Apostle which is the 30th of December now I'll put a link to this page on our Facebook page as well so you can um, note down those dates okay so if you're driving your car walking the dog doing the dishes don't worry um, it'll be on there now you don't have to stop what you're doing and you can get on those so if you want your Camino to coincide with the swinging incense the Bota Formado in the cathedral then you want it to um, you want to note take a note of those dates the second was can I buy walking poles in Saint Jean-Pierre de Port um, and the answer, the answer to that is a great big fat yes, you can. There are some sports shops in Saint Jean Pierre de Port. I'll put a link on our Facebook page to one of them, so you can take a note. And if you do like to walk with walking poles, and the benefits of which we talk about, I think um, in our interview with Dina Corcoran, I think that's episode two or three. You can check that out. Go back and look at that, um, and she tells you why um, they benefited her. So. If you want to benefit from walking poles, um, then have a look on our Facebook page and you can see one of the shops that sells them. And the third frequently answered question is, what happens if the Alberg is full? And the answer to that is, um, sadly, uh, you have to go and look for somewhere else to stay. It sounds like I'm stating the obvious, but um, on a few occasions on my first Camino, I walked at the height of summer. It was the beginning, beginning of July when I started. Um, now, um, according to my guidebook, John Briley's guidebook, um, he said during those times, um, there's around about 35,000 people potentially on the Camino at that time. So it, you may well end up getting turned away. And so how are you going to cope with that? Well, um, a good idea is to plan to stay in a town, village or city where there's going to be one more than one option of places to stay now you might find that, that the council alberg the municipal alberg which is often the cheapest and the most popular uh, might be oversubscribed um, and, they, and the hospitalero which is the warden or hospitalera will tell you that it is full completo they would say you might see a sign that says completo completo which means full and you want to make sure that there are other places to stay um, in the towns, villages or cities where you are planning or um, there is one not too much further on okay so five kilometers on average will take you an hour to walk so um, yeah that's one way of dealing with that okay so always, always make sure you've got a contingency plan in the same town, village or city or not too far away okay so those are your three frequently asked, answered questions. These are your, um, this is all the details for this week's um, podcast, uh, episode nine, should I say. Now, 
we'd love to get a few more interviews with a few um, of your fellow peregrinos that have walked the Camino de Santiago already. Because the idea is that those that are about to walk it are going to draw from their experience, their lessons that they learned along the way, the things they do differently. So if you'd like to help, if you've already walked the Camino de Santiago and you'd like to help um, your fellow peregrinos that are going to walk it sometime sooner or later, then please send us a message on our Camino de Santiago um, Facebook page. You know where that is by now, um, Pilgrim's Podcast. Send us a message on there and we can arrange an interview I would like to say a special thank you one more time to everyone that's tuned in to the podcast. We're up to a thousand listens now um, and we know we've got listeners from all continents of the world, um, from a far, as far as California, Australia. Uh, we know we've got people in Singapore. We know we've got people in Europe. It's exciting to know that um, it's mind blowing to know that people are listening to this and getting something out of it. If you've got a topic that you want covered, please send us a message as well, because um, I'm always thinking of things that will come in handy um, for um, for you guys, those that are about to walk it or those that are about to walk it again. So. Before leaving, just to say thank you very much for listening. If you do get a chance, give us a thumbs up on our Pilgrims Podcast Facebook page, El Camino de Santiago Pilgrims Podcast. And until next week, I'd like to wish you all a very, very buen camino. And thank you for listening, fellow peregrinos.